My schedule is completely insane. I'm constantly on the go and I'm always looking for a way to stay healthy while I'm traveling, moving around, airplanes, hotels, etc., etc. And I have been hearing a lot about my friends in the industry talk about Field of Greens and now I know why. It's unlike any of the other superfoods out there because it uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. This is packed with antioxidants. It supports your immune system, heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Plus, it is pre and probiotic. Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables and is super easy to add to your morning routine. There's no mixing and matching pills, no gummies, no gimmicks. You just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir, you're done. Here's the best part, it tastes great and it comes in multiple flavors. So you go to BrickHousePoso.com, you get 15% off your first order with promo code POSO at checkout. They have a whole line of amazing products to help you live up to your full potential. So check them out today, BrickHousePoso.com, BrickHousePoso.com and use promo code POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition, Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's biggest and top stories. First up, the Ottawa police are attempting to break up a massive trucker protest. Many are calling it the trucker uprising in Canada. We'll discuss that second. Bill Crystal, a former conservative or nominal conservative, and his group spent normally $40 million on behalf of the 2020 cycle. Third, Senator Lindsey Graham backing Biden's pledge, President Biden's pledge, to automatically pick a black woman for the Supreme Court, saying it will make the court look more like America. And then finally, billionaire megadonor George Soros is pledging an unprecedented $125 million in funding in 2022. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Truckers of Canada are rising up. This is amazing. You know, I, it's it's like, and, and you know, look, no offense to any Canadians out there. Please do not take this the wrong way. But this is like the first time that something's actually happened in Canada. You know what I mean? You know, it's normally like, well, the lake froze and, and there was hockey, right? You know, out of Canada. But this, no, look, always been a huge fan. Um, of what's going on up there in Canada, especially right now, huge supporter of this. This is an inflection point. You need to go and look at who is supporting the truckers right now of Canada. This is an actual worker uprising. You know, one of those things that the left always says that they support, 
you know, wor workers of the world unite, right? Well, the workers of the world are uniting. It's just that they're uniting against vaccine mandates and you don't like that. So you're completely against them. So you're attacking them. You're trying to smear them as racist. You're trying to say they're um, misinformation, far right, extreme, everything. There's actually indigenous families out there singing along with everybody else. It's beautiful. And by the way, Canada has a beautiful national anthem. We've actually been going up, I'm from Pennsylvania originally, and we would go up to Canada in the summer. We would go hang out on the lake up there, north of Kingston, and just beautiful, absolutely beautiful area, beautiful people, love the food. This is an inflection point. It is a moment where free people can stand up. But of course, the police in Ottawa, now what are the police in Ottawa? They put a huge threat out on Twitter. Ottawa police tell downtown workers to work from home on Monday and that area schools may be closed due to the convoy of freedom. And they're asking city residents to avoid the area while they ask truckers to leave. You know, this is how you know, by the way, that, uh, uh, that this trucker protest is not one of those CIA-backed color revolutions, right? You know, Norm Eisen and his friends, they're not behind this one, the Open Society Network. They're not like, you know, like Syria, like Venezuela, um, some of the stuff that was on Kazakhstan recently. This isn't one of those, right? And you can tell it's not one of those because the elites are freaking out over this entire thing. MSNBC this morning, Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, they're saying, um, you know, we believe there's lots of racists in there and, and it's a cult. It's absolutely a cult. And look, I, 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 I got to say, guys, I was up last night watching the live streams of what was going on. They turned this thing into like a rave up there in Ottawa, right on Parliament Hill. It was beautiful. And you just hear not only the music and the dancing, but those horns, those horns honking from these people who are the salt of the earth. They literally are the backbone of our economy. So all you people who've been supporting the lockdown policies all along, right? How do you, and, but you've been eating and you've been getting supplies. And every time you go, you'd venture out, sneak out to the supermarket, right? You know, with your, with your gloves and your triple masks and your face plates. How do you think all that stuff got on the shelves? If you got it, a trucker brought it. That's how this works. Those are the guys who are out there driving Houston to Brooklyn, no sleep, you know, listening to books on tape, listening to podcasts, maybe listen to human events daily here and there. They are the people who actually make this country run. The actual working class. Many of them are entrepreneurs, by the way. Many, I'm talking about truckers in general right now, but you know, many truckers own their own rigs. So they're entrepreneurs, they're family men, they're religious, they're believers, and they represent truly some of the best in society. So of course, it makes sense that the entire neoliberal establishment would have it out for them. Well, I have a message for the truckers. Honk on. Bill Crystal. Now, you might remember Bill as the guy who went around saying that we absolutely must attack Iraq immediately because Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction and he's about to use them against the homeland. This is our greatest national priority. He's, of course, now running around saying that we need to put boots on the ground in Ukraine because Ukraine is our greatest national interest, core interest to in the United States. And if we don't, Russia will overrun Ukraine and then probably also use weapons of mass destruction against the United States. It's ridiculous. 
But the New York Times has just done a very interesting report. And look, I know, I know the fake news New York Times, the failing New York Times. But this is what's so interesting because they're reporting on donations, dark money donations from, this is Kenneth Vogel and Shane Goldmacher. And Kenneth Vogel is one of the few guys over there. He's a straight shooter. He is a straight shooter at the New York Times. Remember, this is the guy who explained the Hunter Biden laptop. This is the guy who explained what was going on in Ukraine earlier on with a lot of these different things. Um, I shouldn't say he wasn't involved with the Hunter Biden laptop. He, he was involved with, uh, with what Hunter Biden's deals were in Ukraine, okay? So he's got a report out, New York Times cried dark money, then they won with it in 2020. A New York Times analysis reveals how the left outdid the right at raising and spending millions from undisclosed donors to defeat former President Trump and win power in Washington. But then if you dig down, it shows the big money right was fractured over whether to support President Trump's reelection. Started new groups that were welcomed into the left's big money firmament. Defending Democracy Together, co founded in 2018 by conservative pundit William Crystal, Bill Crystal, spent nearly $40 million in 2020, 10.5 million of it from the 1630 fund, to go against Republicans. So explain this to me. If you're someone who supported this current administration, who supported these policies that they support, who, by the way, with the Supreme Court justice coming up, we're gonna talk about that in the next segment, we know that President Biden is gonna pick someone who's pro-abortion, who's against gun rights, who's against freedom of speech, who's for the unlimited growth of government, yet this is someone that you put in office with your dollars. And then you go around calling yourself a conservative. Let's play a clip of Bill Kristol from about a decade ago explaining what he believes in. When you really see modern liberal big government up close, when you see its attempt to expand even further, uh, voters really got uh, spooked by that. They really got worried that this was changing America almost. It's one thing to have a little incremental change, a little more, you know, a little addition to the Medicare program or another one more environmental regulation. It's another thing to go to cap and trade or to Obamacare or to the stimulus package or to $1.3 trillion of debt. And so I think voters really recoiled from that. And it made them also think, as happens when you recoil from something, you don't just recoil, you also think, well, what went wrong? And people started to rethink some of the other aspects of the modern welfare state. So I think it's a very interesting moment for conservatives, a very uh, a promising moment where voters and citizens are really open to rethinking some things that seem kind of closed over the last decade or two. It's a scam. It's all a scam. You are being hoodwinked. So if you're someone, right, who actually believes in these ideals, I say, I believe in limited government, uh, I believe in unlocking the power of the individual, I believe in having a small government, small spending, et cetera, et cetera. This ain't your guy. Because if you're going with him, he's putting money towards the people that stand against everything you believe in. So if they stand against everything you believe in, it makes no sense, right? He's a hypocrite. Now again, you can do what you want. I'm not advocating one way or the other. But this guy goes out and says one thing, raises a bunch of money, and then turns around and helps people who are doing the exact opposite because he has his own agenda. His agenda isn't what he's telling you. His agenda is what he does. 
I've said this before, I've said this a million times. Conservatives judge people by their actions. Liberals judge people by their words. And so you can see this day in, day out, where they'll say, oh, look at this comment, oh, look at this thing. You know, what about this thing? Why did they say this if somebody misspoke or something is taking out of context, right? You look what they're doing to Joe Rogan right now. They're judging Joe Rogan by trying to take away his speech. But if you look at Joe Rogan's actions, what does he do? He allows people who have a difference of opinion to come out and have a platform. It's a very Gen X way of thinking, 1970s era freedom of speech because they can remember that, that's what they came up in. And they were born in the 70s. But as we talked about last week, we're moving to a new situation, as the millennials and Gen Z are coming up, where they don't believe in freedom of speech. They believe in control. They believe in restrictions and regulations on freedom of speech. So you've got guys like this again, Bill Crystal. everything he says is coordinated, it's programmed, it's planned and it's all a scam. It's meant to fool you. It's meant to get you believing one thing while he does another with your money. The island of Nantucket, those beautiful historic homes up there under water because of the nor'easter last weekend, winter storm Keenan. And you know that I spent all last week telling you, get ready for this thing. Do not look. Once it happens, it's already too late. That is why you need to prepare before it happens, before something happens. And that's why this winter, I'm urging everyone, go out, support this show, support yourselves. You go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO. You've got the bedding, you've got the robes, you've got the sheets, the towel packs, the slippers, and of course, of course, the original pillows. That's where you need to go. Support the Patriots, get in the fight, support American workers, mypillow.com backslash POSO and use promo code POSO. Well, Senator Lindsey Graham, a nominally conservative senator, right? So we're talking about scams today. We're talking about people who go around begging for donations and claiming they're conservatives. Well, he went on CBS Face the Nation this weekend. And I'm not even gonna tell you what Senator Graham said. I want you to hear what Senator Graham said for yourself. And President Reagan said, running for office, that he wanted to put the first female mm -hmm. on the court. Whether you like it or not, Joe Biden said, I'm going to pick an African-American woman to serve on the Supreme Court. I believe there are plenty of qualified African-American women, conservative and liberal, that could go on to the court. So I don't, concede that, I don't see Michelle Childs as an act of affirmative action. I do see putting a black woman on the court making the court more like America in the history of our country. We've only had uh, five women serve mm -hmm. and two African-American men. Senator Graham went on to say that nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court would make it look more like America and that it was not affirmative action, according to Business Insider. Graham rejected the idea that President Biden tapping a black woman for a Supreme Court is affirmative action. The senator said the president had a wealth of qualified candidates to choose from. Earlier, Senator Wicker also said that a black female nominee, or excuse me, he said that a black female nominee would be a beneficiary of affirmative action because obviously it's affirmative action if you're choosing someone based on identity politics first and not choosing the best person for that. You know, if you go back, 
they used to um, they used to actually have to do this dance kind of around this, right? So they used to say, oh no 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 no, it's not because of uh, affirmative action. It's not because it's it's not because we believe diversity is our strength, right? That's what they always say. For some reason, they would say, well you know we just you know we think that this is better, and they would, they'd, they'd play this word game with it. Well, the word games are done. They are just outright saying we are going to choose someone because of their race and because of their gender. And that's actually detrimental to the people that are put in these positions because now any time someone is nominated who may actually be very qualified for this position, though because it's President Biden, eh, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. I think I'd like to double check, maybe, maybe run a little fact check on that. But here's the thing. If you're doing that, you're undercutting everything that person has worked for, that person's accomplished, that person's achieved. And that's what we really have now in this country. And this has been going on before I was born, before many of us were born. It is a war on achievement. It's a war on success. It's, a, it's, saying, it's going to people and saying that you doing your best isn't good enough because of how you were born, because you're a kulak. Right, you're someone who it's now been the kulaks were in the Russian Civil War after the Communist Revolution. They were brushed aside. They all of the ills of society were blamed on them. Everything that was wrong, everything that you know could potentially be criticized about society, well, it's not there. Anyone else's fault. It's the kulaks' fault. So you're a kulak now. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter what your test grades are. It doesn't matter if you can speak multiple languages and play multiple instruments and, uh, you know, letter on a sports team in high school. It doesn't matter because you're a kulak and someone else will always be put ahead of you because of the way you were born. And by that same token, right, if you're someone who's the beneficiary of this system, completely unconstitutional, by the way, then all of the same applies. You get put to the front, not because of your hard work, but because of your identity. That's a problem. You can't run a country like this. It's actually illegal. You can't hire somebody based on this. Completely illegal. And yet somehow we're allowing our Supreme Court to be chosen this way. President Biden's approval rating is in the sewer. I say it's in the sewer because the sewer is lower than the gutter. It was in the gutter before, now it is completely in the sewer. That's what's below the gutter. And that is where, of course, it will remain until he starts returning to a little something that I like to refer to as common sense. Common sense government. Stop getting us involved in these overseas debacles. We don't need another endless war, and certainly not on the Eurasian steppe. We don't want to get into a winter war with Russia. Just a little bit of historical precedent there, just a tiny little bit. But of course, it doesn't matter because they're going to get paid anyway. And what I mean they're going to get paid anyway, story out of Politico. Mega donor, billionaire George Soros pledges unprecedented $125 million to help Democrat Party win in November. Isn't that nice? Isn't that so good for him? 
uh, Politico reports that the nonagenarian billionaire is committing $125 million, an enormous and unprecedented, even for Soros sum, to help them win as many congressional races as possible in November and beyond. It appears that Soros' top issue this time around is voting rights, which also happens to be near the top of President Biden's agenda, as he and his congressional allies struggle to pass a new voting rights bill. This is from Politico. The group Democracy PAC has served as Soros' campaign's campaign spending vehicles since 2019, channeling more than $80 million to other groups and candidates during the 2020 cycle. We've also talked, by the way, about how he's funded many of these far left, I call them pro-crime district attorneys. The new nine-figure investment from Soros is aimed at supporting pro-democracy, pro-democracy, causes and candidates, regardless of political party, who are invested in strengthening the infrastructure of American democracy. You know, I'm sorry, I've got to do this in the announcer voice. The new nine-figure investment from Soros is aimed at supporting pro-democracy causes and candidates, regardless of political party, who are investing in the strengthening the infrastructure of American democracy, voting rights, and civic participation, civil rights, liberties, and the rule of law. Wow, isn't that just amazing? But let's go back, because... We've been told before from Mr. Soros why he does this stuff. Take a listen to this clip from just a few years ago. In the last two years, you've been blamed for financial collapse of Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan, and Russia. All of the, all of the above. All of the above. Are you that powerful? No, I think there's a great misunderstanding. I am basically there to, to make money. I cannot and do not look at the social consequences. Of, of what I do. As, as a competitor, I've got to compete to win. As a human being, I, can, I, I am concerned about the society in which I live. Which George Soros am I talking to now? The amoral George Soros or the, the moral George Soros? Uh, it's one person. It's one person who at one time engages in amoral activities and at the rest of the time tries to be moral. So here's the bottom line. Soros added, let's go again from Politico, Soros added that the donation to the super PAC is a long-term investment, end quote, intended to support political work beyond this year. Ladies and gentlemen, when people show you who they are, you need to believe them. Are you paying attention yet? Because here in the human events daily, we certainly are. And that's it for us today here, Human Events Daily, your fastest paced, hardest hitting, highest value news and analysis that you're going to get. This has been your daily briefing. Remember our motto to you, our oath, our solemn vow, be good, be brief, be gone. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. On this day in 1943 was the end of the Battle of Stalingrad. Over a million people died. We just talked about battles on the Eurasian steppe, right? Right on the Volga River in the south of Russia. This is one of the bloodiest wars of the Eastern Front and one of the bloodiest battles, single battles, of the entire World War, World War II. Do not get involved in these killing fields. You don't want that. Ladies and gentlemen, you have, as always, my permission to lay ashore.